Welcome to the Insomnia Coach Podcast. My name is Martin Reed. I believe that by changing how we respond to insomnia and all the difficult thoughts and feelings that come with it, we can move away from struggling with insomnia and toward living the life we want to live. The content of this podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not medical advice and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, disorder, or medical condition. It should never replace any advice given to you by your physician or any other licensed healthcare provider. Insomnia Coach LLC offers coaching services only and does not provide therapy, counseling, medical advice, or medical treatment. The statements and opinions expressed by guests are their own and are not necessarily endorsed by Insomnia Coach LLC. All content is provided as is and without warranties, either express or implied. Deandra always slept well, but a stressful period in her life led to 48 hours of no sleep whatsoever, and this generated a lot of anxiety. Deandra started to panic and thought that she had lost the ability to sleep. Doctors gave her different medications that didn't always seem to be helpful and came with their own set of side effects. For three years, Deandra put her life on hold while she engaged in a long list of rituals and experiments in an attempt to improve her sleep. Gradually, Deandra moved away from trying to control sleep and avoid nighttime wakefulness. She started to go to bed only when sleepy enough for sleep. She decided to live her life regardless of how she slept at night. She started to do things she'd withdrawn from. She no longer cancelled plans. She started to exercise again. Little by little, she reclaimed her life from insomnia and her sleep began to improve. Today, Deandra averages around six to seven hours of sleep. She still has difficult nights from time to time, but they no longer have such an effect on her life. In Deandra's own words, life is about the time we spend awake, not the time that we sleep. A full transcript of this podcast can be found at insomniacoach.com forward slash podcast. Okay, Deandra, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on. Um, Let's just start right at the beginning, as always. If you could just let us know um, when your sleep problems first began and what you think caused your initial issues with sleep. Well, uh, it started in 2018. Um, I was going through a stressful time in my life. Uh, Lots of stress, lots of problems that like work and you know, changing houses and stuff like that. So I was going through um, a tremendous amount of, amount of stress, but mm. I actually um, used to be a really, really great sleeper, even even through stress and anxiety. I mean, strangely, I never really struggled that much with sleep before. Mm. But in, t- in 2018, I don't know, maybe it was a lot, lots of stuff going on. And I basically um, just started struggling with sleep uh, like all of a sudden mm. I couldn't sleep and I I just you know before I would have like a sleepless night every now and then and I wouldn't really think much of it it would happen and mm. the next night I would be okay I mean I would go to sleep and I would recover from that so the first night I struggled, like after this, this, like this lots of stress, I struggled for, for sleep that one night, sleepless night, like, you know, I said, okay, sleepless night, it happens, everyone, you know, mm. every once in a while, it's nothing in particular, and the next night I will sleep, and the next time night happened, and still, I didn't, I didn't sleep, mm. and then I thought, Oh my God, this has never happened before. Um, why I'm not still not sleeping. I mean, this is the second night I'm not sleeping. This is new. I mean, this is not something I have experienced experienced before. So 
um, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't sleep for 48 hours? It's, I mean, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't really, I mean, of course, I didn't really go for the out eight hours straight without sleeping. Probably I slept something, but in my mind, I, was, I wasn't sleeping like for even one minute. Yeah. Um, and the anxiety went through the roof uh, right at, at, after that second night. And I really started panicking that maybe um, something is wrong with me. I mean, my brain stopped working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have a neurological problem or something because after, after this 48, uh, 48 hours of, of like um, sleepless nights, I, I, I kind of, I was really having lots of anxiety and, and I, I just, I just couldn't understand how, how could I not like recover from that? So yeah. I, I, I went like to the doctors and I said, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to sleep here. I don't know what's wrong. I mean, um, so out of a sudden, I know I am having this trouble sleep, sleeping. So they gave me, um, a medication, a, um, tranquilizer. So, mm-hmm. to, so can, I can like recover from that. And they told me, you know what, uh, you're going through some stress, maybe just take like, take it for like two weeks to get your sleep back on track so mm-hmm. you can recover and get some sleep. And then you will see that your sleep will magically recover on, on mm. its own. It will like, it's like, a, uh, you know, a cycle. So it will get back on track without even like trying. To, uh, so I believe them. I said, okay, um, maybe something is wrong with my brain or my brain or something. I don't know. Um, I took the medication and uh, of course, after stopping the medication, I started having the sleepless nights again. Mm. And this was really strange. I mean, I said, why my, why, why is my sleep not get, getting back on track? Something is wrong here. I mean, am I just going crazy? Um, am I losing my mind yeah. here? Am I going through? Am I, I mean, um, I just, I was really panicking. It was really consuming even like my mind. Um, every day I was only thinking about it. Uh, so I went to see a psychiatrist and I explained what I was, ha- ha- what I was going through. And they said, okay, maybe you're depressed. Uh, maybe you have a lack of serotonin, uh, in your brain. That's why you're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, you know, of course I'm depressed. I mean, I'm not sleeping. So yeah. I, mean, that's, yeah, I mean, uh, anybody would be a little bit depressed. I, mm-hmm. I believe after after not sleeping for two days, so I said, "Okay, of course my 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 mood is not is not great because I'm I'm really I'm really tired and um, I don't feel well." But I don't think I'm really. I mean, there was nothing really, uh, nothing else. I mean, it was only the sleep at that point. Mm-hmm. Even because the the initial stressors were, was actually resolved after. I mean. I was only struggling with sleep at that point. I mean, the initial stressors was really not a, an issue anymore. So I, I was just struggling with sleep for no, for me for no for no reason. And and they told me, you know, maybe yeah, you need to fix your serotonin and get back on like get it, you know, just get get back on, again, get back on track. <laughs> Nobody explained, you know. Maybe you're, you need to address something else. Yes, you, they just said, you know, take this medication, take the, the antidepressant and it will, it will get better. So I, be, of course, again, I believe the doctor and I took the anti- antidepressant and, and I, you know, it was a sedative antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took it for like six months, uh, believing that this was the cure for me. I mean, it was going to help me to fix my serotonin again because I, I believe that you know something is broken. Yeah. <laughs> something is broken. You know, I I I don't know if 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 it's normal for someone just to. I I really believe that I I lost this magical ability to sleep. I mean, I believe that that you know everybody had like this button <laughs> that yeah. made them all like yeah that magical ability to make them sleep and I I lost it I mean I I really thought I lost it uh, this ability and it came my, in my mind that um you know I I will never have this ability again I mean mm-hmm. I will always rely on this medication which was actually which gave me um really bad side effects I was really tired and 
it even it didn't even work at times. So I was really taking it for no reason at at, at one point because it didn't really work. Um, every night, I mean, it would work for a couple of nights and then it wouldn't work. And then, you know, it was really, didn't, didn't make sense, um, after, after a while to take it. So I said, you know, I don't feel comfortable continuing to take it. So I basically, um, tried to, to, to wean off the medication. And this was also a struggle. Mm -hmm. you, you just can't, you just can't get off these medications without, you know, a long period of like deteriorating the, the medication and mm -hmm. just making sure that you're taking a lower a lower dose every 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 week or something. And uh, it was really mm, it was a really really difficult time in my life because I I was really I needed to like uh, weigh out weigh, weigh weigh the dose and and just you know be being careful that I because I I believe that you know if I just stop taking it. I will not sleep. I mean, I need mm -hmm. to do it, do this carefully so I can recover from this. And I, no one actually mentioned to me, you know, they actually talked to me about going to therapy, uh, but they mentioned uh, CBT in general for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I went to, to this therapist and we talked about anxiety and, you know, unresolved issues, trauma, lots of stuff. But we never really addressed the insomnia on its, itself. I mean, they always told me, you know, you have, you, I, I mean, I know I'm an anxious person and I know this, that I'm, I, I, I dwell on things more than others probably. And that's why I, I, I said, you know, we need to work on anxiety then if, if, if this is causing my insomnia, but no one really said something about, you know, explaining sleep to me or any, any, anything else. I mean, we, we, we would always like work on the anxiety part of it mm -hmm. and it did help it did help you know uh to to lower the anxiety and just you know uh being less anxious and knowing all the um you know all the, the mindfulness mindfulness techniques to to get through the day but nothing else i mean i would just find myself terrified that um my sleep were, would really always be this way i mean yeah. I, I i started asking myself am i going to be at uh, i was i was 29 at that point and i i i was you know i turned 30 and i said you know i'm 30 years old and i can't believe that i'm going through this at 30 i i thought that i would be doing lots of different things i mean i really wanted to go and and study again i wanted to go back to school so this was put on on hold now mm -hmm. because i i was struggling so much with sleep so basically sleep <laughs> was becoming like my life <laughs> for yeah. for like yeah i mean it became everything i i thought about from from the morning from waking up and till till until the evening time so it was really the only thing i thought about and it, it really consumed my day you know and it was a really this is how how it started you know um this is how how, how the, the the insomnia began yeah. began but i i then you know i i tried to um yeah i know i tried to go to my, to my therapist and and i believed i believed her when she when she said you know um the insomnia is probably going to go away when when, when you're less anxious and maybe uh, after you know six months of antidepressant your serotonin levels uh, are are now uh, higher so you're you know you're gonna you're going to sleep but I really I, really, I was really afraid you know I said this is this is my my life now <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to be this person that ha have to rely on sleeping pills or maybe has to rely on, on medications for the rest of their life yeah mm -hmm. so this was it yeah yeah you know I think it, it's really interesting when people describe their background kind of before chronic insomnia struck some people tell me that you know I've always kind of struggled with sleep throughout my life but then this 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 time around for some reason the sleep disruption didn't disappear and then other people like yourself tell me I'd never had a problem with sleep and then this sleep yeah, disruption come yeah. around and it just it just would not go away and I think in a way that can 
generate even more worry and anxiety because exactly. it just yeah. adds so much more mystery to the situation, right? And then we can start to worry I, that yeah. something something has changed, like we've lost something, like so, some ability or some chemical. Exactly. I mean, I, I really used to, to say, like, I even used to say in the past, like that sleep was my superpower yeah. <laughs> at some point I used, to, used to say to my husband like I, I was even even like I, I struggled with anxiety but I would say you know I will sleep it off I mean I will go to sleep and then just you know I, I used to be a really great sleeper that sleep was actually um my favorite time of the day you know going, yeah. going to bed and, and just relaxing and going to sleep and just waking up and and so I really when this happened you know I I just, you know, I really, I really believe them when they said something is going, something is wrong with your brain. I yeah. mean, there, uh, you some, some chemical, hormonal issue, something, something is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there can yeah. be one, you know, a switch, and and just like that, I can sleep. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what you touched upon the fact that you know because this this insomnia was just kind of consuming your life, and it was basically making you put your life on hold right you said you had you had these big plans to go back to school yeah. and start studying again mm-hmm. so you put them on hold were there any other kind of changes that you made to how you live your life or how you went about your days in response to this insomnia either as a way to try and protect yourself from the effects of sleep disruption or to try and generate better conditions for sleep um how, what kind of changes had you made to how you were living your life Mm-hmm. Well, um, insomnia really affected my life uh, when it happened because I would wake up and and I would like just say, you know, I have to survive today. So yeah. I will just do the minimum. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I will just stay, you know, on the couch or something. I will not exercise so I can like survive today and, yeah. and get through the day. And and um it's really sad but i i would i have i had um you know my son who would ask me like to do stuff with them and i would say no i can't i mean i'm really i'm really tired i yeah. i have to like lay down or something so even like I, I would cancel plans with my family um i mean i i really enjoyed uh, exercising so i would really not go to the gym anymore because I said, you know, I can't, I can't exercise, you know, if I, if I didn't sleep the last night, I just, I just can't do that. I mean, yeah. it would really, uh, you know, consume my energy even more. I can't even get through the day. So how can I like uh, do some, some physical activity without having any energy? So yeah, um, yeah I mean, insomnia was really like the, you know, it, it had like a, a huge grip on my, my life. Uh, basically yeah Yeah, absolutely and this is this is just where I think it can be so helpful to kind of peel away the 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 mystery of insomnia you know because from person to person the way insomnia works it's almost identical you know some of Mm -hmm. us we actually have this model that regular listeners of this podcast will be familiar with called the 3p model that we use to describe the development of chronic insomnia and the first p is just predisposing factors and you kind of touched upon i feel like maybe i'm a little bit more of an anxious person than other people Mm -hmm. so already maybe we're a little bit more susceptible to some temporary sleep disruption Um, Mm -hmm. and so then we have the second p which is the precipitating factor this is just whatever the trigger for a round of sleep disruption was so for example, we, what you were describing, there was a stressful time in your life, you were moving house, lots of different things going on. So we would probably expect people to experience some sleep disruption at that time. So now we're kind of in the sleep dis- disruption stage of insomnia, like nine times out of 10, probably more often than that. Once that initial trigger is no longer relevant um, or we've adapted to it, our sleep gets mm-hmm. right back on track all by itself. Um, but if it doesn't, you know, and when it doesn't, as you know, and everyone listening to this will know, that's when the real worry starts um, and the real mis- mystery seems to be generated around insomnia. But again, there is no mystery. Um, when the insomnia sticks around, it's down to that third P in the model, which are the perpetuating factors. And these are all the things 
that we completely understandably do in response to the sleep disruption um, to try and fix our sleep or improve our sleep or help to manage all the side effects that come along with insomnia that kind of backfire on us and actually perpetuate the insomnia and make it harder for our body to just naturally get sleep back on track. So we might do things like, just to use your own examples, because we feel so fatigued, we're going to just be want to be less active. You know, we're going to want to spend more mm-hmm. time being sedentary, being on the couch. We kind of might withdraw from doing things that are important to us or that add enrichment to our lives. You know, you mentioned for yourself, exercise and going to the gym was important to you. Spending quality mm-hmm. time um, with your child was important to you. And these were mm-hmm. all things that changed in response and other common things that we might do are going to bed earlier or staying in bed later, just spending more time in bed in general to try and catch Mm -hmm. up on sleep or to kind of make sleep happen. Um, All that Mm -hmm. kind of ongoing research. And again, all of these things are completely understandable why we would do them because we're going through difficulty. So we want to improve the situation and fix the situation. But sleep is one of these things that doesn't respond well to effort. And it's when we start to do all these things in response that actually end up perpetuating the sleep disruption. And I think it can be so helpful to recognize this because it it strips insomnia of the mystery. You know, we don't have to start. Well, if we can identify our own struggle in that model, then perhaps we don't have to worry quite so much that there's something uniquely wrong, you know, that our brain is now missing a chemical or there's some kind of hormonal imbalance or we've lost that magical sleep switch um, Mm -hmm. because we never lose that ability to sleep. It's just that our understandable response to that sleep disruption is usually Mm -hmm. what keeps, is usually what provides insomnia with the oxygen it needs to survive for the longer term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I completely agree. And I, it was actually an obsession. Like I, I started to obsess mm. about sleep, like in a way that I, like, I, like I said before, my, my life now revolved about, uh, about sleep. Basically I would think about sleep like all day long. Uh, am I sleeping enough? I'm not, am I not sleeping enough? I'm, did I get enough sleep? How can I cope? Mm. um i i always heard about like the eight hours like mm-hmm. you know the eight hours you know you should get at eight hours uh, otherwise you're not like you're not healthy enough you're not uh, your brain will be like <laughs> you're not you're not functioning you know you will i used to read like go online i read all these articles about insomnia and maybe the effects on health and then yeah i'm really i know i i also struggle with health and anxiety so uh this was would like give me much more i mean even more anxiety because i thought you know i'm i'm causing myself some i might i might get sick or something mm-hmm. if, if i don't sleep like this those eight hours so um and i actually i i when i discovered your podcast i was walking one day like outside and i heard someone on your podcast say something that really um I actually started started crying <laughs> because mm-hmm. I it really um, touched me because they they said something like you know life is about um, the time we spend awake not the time that we sleep so I mean life 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 is is, is the time we spend awake so this is what matters you know yeah. sleep is just you know it doesn't matter you know <laughs> that life is about the moments that we spend awake so I should. I should I shouldn't obsess about sleep so much, you know. And mm. I actually, yeah, I mean, I said, you know, they they are they are. I I completely agree because you know I wasn't living anymore. Basically, yeah. I would just you know I only I cared about was sleep. Actually, <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. care about my life. I just wanted to sleep. This yeah. is what was my my main my main goal in life basically for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And that's completely understandable, right? Because our brain, its prime directive is to look out for us. And so it's always going to want to, you know, put pressure on us to fix any problems that it perceives uh, are going on in our lives. So it's going to tell us, do that research, try this, try that, do this, do that. Um, And it can be really easy to just get caught up in all of those things Mm -hmm. our brain is telling us. um, Mm but with a bit of practice, sometimes we can listen to all that stuff the brain is telling us, 
but then take a step back from it and then decide consciously how we want to respond to everything our brain is telling us. We don't necessarily have to do everything our mind tells us. We still have that control, even though sometimes it can feel like we don't. There's always, there's always control we have over our actions and starting to do some things um, when we're awake that are important to us and that bring us a sense of enrichment. Even when our mind is saying, no, you can't do that. You must rest. It can be really helpful. And these don't have to be huge things. Like if you, if exercise is really important to you, it doesn't mean you have to start doing 20 miles on the treadmill. It might Mm -hmm. just be reading about exercise or reading about fitness. Um, Just any, any small actions you can take that just help you start moving back toward the kind of life you want to live rather than mm-hmm. responding immediately to everything your brain is telling us, which usually ends up moving us away from the kind of life we want to live. Um, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. you, so, you know, just to take a, a quick step back, you mentioned that, you know, when you were working through my course, it, you found it really mm-hmm. helpful just to learn more about sleep mm-hmm. and learn more about insomnia. And that, that mm-hmm. knowledge helped you change mm-hmm. your relationship with sleep. Um, yeah. Can you remember any of the key insights that you learned that you found most helpful? I mean, you just touched upon that kind of insight about life really is about what we do when we're awake as opposed to when yeah. we're asleep. But was there anything mm-hmm. in terms of just knowledge about sleep and insomnia that you found really helpful? Um. Well, um, they always t- tell me, told me that I should go to sleep. Like when, when you go to the doctors, they give you like this information, you know, sleep hygiene and mm-hmm. like this all list, you know, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't like w- watch uh, like TV before bed. You shouldn't, um, you know, uh, work in bed. You shouldn't like, um, you should always go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. And I would do that. I mean, what I actually learned from you from when I when I started like your course that I was going to bed like at the time that I wasn't actually actually sleepy. I mean, I was just, you know, there was this time that I, I said, okay, this is my sleep, my my bedtime. So I should go to bed at yeah. this time. And I shouldn't in any, you know, it was really, I was really strict about it mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that it was really actually affecting my life. <laughs> honestly because i couldn't even go out to dinner with my husband yeah uh, because i had this bedtime and it was even like it's it was a ridiculous ridiculous bedtime because it was not nine o'clock so it was mm-hmm. really early so i had to be in bed by nine and i had to be in bed by nine and this was my bedtime and i couldn't even change it because he told me that i have to go to bed at, at that time and um I didn't like, you know, um, so when, when I, when I, when I, when I, you know, when I uh, enrolled in your course, I, I learned that I should actually, you know, go to bed when I'm sleepy so I can, you know, um, prepare the, the perfect conditions for sleep. So I, I started like doing that. I said, not, not going to bed, you know, when, when it was nine o'clock, I mean, waiting till I'm sleepy at, at yeah. you know, unless as I'm, I'm sleepy. So I, 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 you know, instead of like going to bed and just uh, waiting for sleep to happen, uh, you know, even if I'm not that sleepy, I would change that. I mean, I changed that. So I would wait a little bit, you know, not, not just, you know, uh, at nine o'clock, maybe waiting till I get a little bit, you know, heavy eyes, mm-hmm. you know, doing something before bed or something else. So I can, you know, um, so I can feel more ready for bed. And that's one, one of the things that I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we, do, we often see this advice, you know, go to bed at the same time, get out of bed at the same time. I think mm-hmm. it's close. You know, I think that getting out of bed by the same time each day can be really helpful. It's something I mm-hmm. always encourage people to do because it's, it gives the body clock this strong, consistent morning anchor so it can help regulate between sleep and wakefulness. But mm-hmm. going to bed at the same time at night um, can be less helpful because a clock doesn't know when we're sleepy enough for sleep. Um, yeah. where, what I think can be helpful is having like an earliest possible bedtime because like mm-hmm. I touched upon earlier, a common behavior that can perpetuate sleep disruption is spending too much time in bed or just generally allotting too much time for sleep. So if Mm -hmm. we can give ourselves an 
earliest possible bedtime. That helps uh, that helps us avoid allotting too much time for sleep, spending too much time in bed. But it also helps change our mindset about it. This isn't the time you must go to bed. It's just an earliest possible bedtime. So if that bedtime arrives and you don't feel sleepy enough for sleep, then we just don't go to bed until we do feel sleepy enough for sleep. Um, and when we are feeling a strong sense of sleepiness, conditions are so much better for sleep to occur. And I don't know if you you recognize this in your own experience, but something I regularly hear from people is when I changed that, when I started to go to bed much later, I realized uh, like what sleepiness felt like again, because mm. that sleepiness had been re replaced by just ongoing fatigue, you know, like brain fog, mm. exhaustion, feeling worn out. And it's mm. really easy to confuse that with sleepiness. So when we get that sense of sleepiness back, this real struggle to actually stay awake, that in itself can just be such a powerful experience and a great reminder that we haven't lost the ability to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I actually really used to enjoy like this night, you know, uh, I mean, before bed, I would like watch a movie with my husband or something and just, you know, wind down or have like a cup of tea or mm -hmm. a cup of like, uh, you know, herbal tea or something. I was, I used to love that, love this, you know, this, this bedtime routine. And after fixating so much uh, on sleep, I would just like, like a soldier, I was like, at nine, I had to go to bed and just be under yeah. the covers. And I, I didn't even like give my time give myself this like even like you know time that I really enjoyed actually and I I sh I mean I should give myself like this um, this enjoyable time by myself so I can do something enjoyable and before bed that relaxes me and I was really you know I was fixating so much that I didn't even for for a long time I didn't even put my 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 son to bed Mm -hmm. I used to put him to bed every night, you know, read him a story uh, and just put him to bed. I, I didn't even do that because, you know, my <laughs> my bedtime had to be nine o'clock, yeah. had to be under the covers. So I, it really, I mean, uh, it really affected like this, even, even, even this, this time that I, I, this quality time I had with my son, you know, before going to bed. So he, you know, he, he, he actually missed, missed that. And he used to tell me, you know, I, I missed that. And I want yeah. you to, I want you to, to, to put me to bed and just stay with me till I fall asleep. And I should say, I'm sorry, baby, but I have to be in bed. I mean, I really, I feel bad about yeah. it, but I, I, I was really obsessed, you know, I, they told me that I, I had to be in bed every night at the same time. And I followed these rules every night at the same time. Mm. And um, I just, you know, I, I believed, I believed that I, I was actually like setting myself for success if I got, go to bed early because I, I said to myself, okay, if I, if I'm bed by, by nine and I didn't sleep, so I have lots of time so I can try mm -hmm. to sleep. And, uh, you know, at one point I would sleep, but what would actually happen that I would go to bed at nine and I would be uh, still awake, you know, after three hours because I was not actually sleepy when I went mm -hmm. to bed at nine. So I was at midnight, I would be anxious and panicking and, yeah. you know, saying, you know, this is going to be a sleepless night and so on so on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's so difficult. You know, I think it, insomnia is really really likes to trick us you know it likes to it's almost like it tries to do deals with us it's like like for example don't read to your son make sure you go to bed at mm -hmm. nine o'clock and then you'll feel better mm -hmm. that's what insomnia is telling us to do but yeah. insomnia has an ulterior motive insomnia is telling us to do that kind of stuff because that's what gives insomnia the oxygen it needs to stick around um mm -hmm. and say so it is a really tricky customer insomnia if and this this is why it can be helpful to you know do just address any of these changes we can recognize we've made in response to insomnia that mm -hmm. haven't really proven to be helpful or haven't really added to our quality of life because it is so easy to remove all those important things from our lives to kind of protect our sleep or create better conditions for sleep. 
You know, you just touched upon reading to your son, missing out mm-hmm. on that wind down routine that used to be really enjoyable, yeah. um, that quality time you'd spend with your husband. Um, yeah. So we do all these things that end up kind of moving us away from the kind of life you want to live. And they don't really have mm-hmm. any effect on sleep itself, you know, because we're still kind of setting ourselves up for longer periods mm-hmm. of wakefulness by doing things like going to bed before we feel sleepy enough for sleep. But we're mm-hmm. also, what else are we doing? We're kind of giving sleep a really negative role in our lives. You know, when our whole yeah. life just revolves around sleep um, and our behaviors change in a way that mm-hmm. leads to less quality of life because of sleep, it just changes our yeah. whole relationship with it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So you touched upon that thing, that behavior change that you found really helpful, which was just going to bed later, going to bed when you mm-hmm. felt a stronger sense of sleepiness. Mm-hmm. Were there were there any other kind of behaviors that you changed to kind of help create better conditions for sleep, um, or that just helped improve your quality of life during the day? That now, on reflection, you can look back yeah. on and say that was helpful. That really helped me. Yeah. Well, uh, starting from like, uh, you know, I, I said to myself, whatever like night I, I had the night before, I'm just going to live my life. You know, I'm just going to go out and exercise and I'm just going to say to to insomnia, basically, I don't care, you know, anymore mm-hmm. if I have insomnia. You know, I, I, I maybe I slept for like for a couple of hours the night before and I was tired and didn't feel like doing much, but I would. You know, I would basically just act like nothing was happening and and I would just, you know, try my best like to do everything I wanted to do during during the day. I would like go out and and just basically be active during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh instead of like lying lying down and just canceling plan plans or um not just, you know, doing my 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 usual activities and I would I say I changed that, you know. I said no, I'm not just going to live insomnia win anymore. Mm. Um, so I I basically, you know, started to, you know, little by little every day doing something more. I started to go out for walks and just even if I had dinner plans, I would go out even if I didn't have much sleep the night before, and I would go to the gym and exercise and even if I was tired. So, uh, yeah, I, def- I definitely changed that. And then I, I said to myself, you know, uh, eight hours, maybe after even like, after reading like your, your, your tips and tricks and, and your, uh, your, your advices. And, uh, I, I thought, you know, eight hours is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I can survive on less. So, you know why? Why am, am I going to bed like at a ridiculous time? I mean, at nine, I have to like you know if 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 I'm if I give my myself the time I need uh, at the end of the day to like do something with my husband or or do something I enjoy. You know, I I'm relaxing, so I probably creating a better condition for sleep. So mm-hmm. even if if I get like five hours and I'm productive the next day this is fine for me. I mean, mm. it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, nothing will happen really. I mean, maybe I just, I just need that, you know, um, maybe I don't need eight hours anyway. Yeah. So, um, so I started to get to go to bed, you know, later and I, yeah, I mean, I, I just basically just caring less, you know, I had like all these rituals before bed, like really, and I'm, in a man- manic way. I mean, I would really just prepare everything. Like I was going to war basically, just really like yeah. my, my, my sleepy time tea has to be ready at this time. And I have to be under the covers at this time. And I, you know, I, I shouldn't like watch any TV shows that was like any, that, that was interesting before bed. I would watch only boring shows before bed. Yeah. Uh, if I'm like, if I'm interested in, in watching a show and I like it, I did I wouldn't watch it before bed because I said, you know, no, I have to watch a show that I, 
I really saw a million times that wouldn't like engage my mind. So I would only watch like boring movies and boring, old boring movies and mm-hmm. old boring shows uh, that I didn't even enjoy anymore. <laughs> but I had to do that, you know, because yeah. I wouldn't, I, I, I would be awake if I, if I watched something that really interested me and engaged me. And yeah, so I stopped the rituals basically. I just said, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. I really, it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I, th- I think that that idea that we need to get like a certain amount of sleep, like eight hours, is often thrown out there. I can just be mm-hmm. one of these extra things, right? That is just like more pressure that we put on ourselves to make yeah. sleep happen or to generate sleep but I, nobody really knows where this eight hours came from um, we don't have much evidence that says human beings need eight hours of sleep we just look at ranges of average average sleep durations and kind of try and guess from there but i think sleep duration is like height it's something that we are all have like a unique height you know or we're we're all gonna mm-hmm. be a certain height we're all gonna generate a certain amount of sleep and that's different for everyone and trying to get a certain amount of sleep or a certain type of sleep is a bit like trying to grow seven foot tall you know it's something we yeah. we can't control and like any time we have averages involved so if mm-hmm. we say an average person will sleep six to eight hours something like that there are always going to be happy, healthy people that exist outside those ranges, because we're just looking at averages. And something else that can kind of compound this concern about sleep duration is the fact that when we ask an average person who has no issues with sleep, how much sleep they get, they usually just kind of guess based on when they went to bed and when they got out of bed, and they just count that whole time as sleep. So they tend to mm-hmm. overestimate how much sleep they get, which is probably why we tend to get closer to eight hours when we're asking people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we're struggling with insomnia, all those prolonged periods of wakefulness can seem even more intense. And studies show that we tend to underestimate the amount of sleep we get when we're struggling with insomnia. So that just makes this gap between our situation, the amount of sleep we're getting when we have insomnia and where we want to be just makes that gaps feel even wider, which can just then just create more worry, more anxiety. And we put more pressure on ourselves to sleep and engage in more of those sleep efforts for something that we really have no control over. We can certainly create better conditions for sleep, but there's nothing we can do to make sleep happen on command for us to get the amount of sleep or a certain type of sleep that we're after. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And actually I, I just remember like reading in your emails that, you know, sleep can, can't be controlled. You know, you can't control sleep. Sleep will just actually happen on its own. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a built-in mechanism and you can't just control it, you know, and um yeah i mean i when i when i read that i said okay you know i will just you know i have to lose some control here because mm-hmm. i was basically trying to control it like in a in a very obsessive way so i have to just let it go you know let go yeah. of this of all the obsessing about it all the controlling everything just let go and it yeah. will happen on its own yeah so but it's it's really hard to do that right because even even mm. if we hear this over and over again we need to abandon that control you know abandon that mm. obsession it's hard because the brain's the brain by default is wired to yeah. want to engage in rituals to put effort into into problems and to troubleshoot them how do you mm-hmm. how do you go from you know, logically understanding that, yeah, I need to lose control. I need to just stop mm-hmm. trying to get involved in the process to actually mm-hmm. taking action and doing it. How, how mm-hmm. do you make that transition? Because it's difficult, right? Mm. Well, I actually, you know, I challenged myself. I said to myself, okay, I will just, you know, um, I will just, you know, not care and see how am I feeling. I mean, I was getting like even like two hours of sleep three Mm -hmm. hours of sleep even and the next day I would actually be productive and I would Mm -hmm. go through the day and I would do everything I wanted to do and I was 
I was fine at the end of the day and mm. nothing happened. I didn't go insane. Yeah. <laughs> my job didn't suffer. My family didn't suffer. My health didn't suffer. Everything was fine. I mean, and then I started getting like a little bit more. I mean, four hours of sleep. So my theory proved to be right. You know, mm. I nothing will happen. I mean, not, sleep is just like... <sighs> you don't need to 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 obsess about the eight hours you know the the ritual the rituals and 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 just like you just have to 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 lose control because uh there's no switch i mean i i'm, I'm actually maybe because um, i'm a you know i'm a go-getter you know so i i when i want something mm-hmm. i would work on it you know i would just obsess about it and maybe, maybe the obsession here has a a positive uh, side because when I I put some I, I mean I I'm a, I obsess about something I I just I obtain it so if I yeah. really wanted to like you know get my driver license for example I would study in a, an obsessive way and I would just practice and practice and practice to get it so and then I I got my driver's license and then the same thing I applied for sleep you know before I would say okay I have to work about on, on sleep so I would obsess about it and try to work on it and I would just try all the stuff you know I would try like the um, I heard about like this heavy blanket that you would like you know put on your preferred bed to mm-hmm. calm you or something it was it called it was called the gravity blanket I believe um I would try that you know I would try so many stuff like even like supplements and ashwagandha and maybe melatonin and lots of lots of stuff just to you know because i i believe that i if i put effort in sleep it will mm. improve but yeah actually it was it's the only thing in life actually that you shouldn't really put any effort in yeah and it doesn't respond to effort at all you know you shouldn't really try anything on sleep mm. the more eff- effort you try the more stuff you try the the more supplements the more uh, rituals the more you know, and it doesn't really respond to effort. It's just natural, you know. It's it's like breathing at the end yeah. of the day, you know. Yeah, it is. And I, I love that analogy about breathing because, I mean, mm-hmm. I use it all the time because mm-hmm. breathing is something that we can we can sort of temporarily control, right? We can hold our breath mm-hmm. or we can breathe yeah. really quickly, but it's not something mm-hmm. we can successfully control for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we can hold our breath, but eventually, no matter how determined we are, we're going to breathe. Mm-hmm. Our body is just going to remove us yeah. from the equation and make us breathe. And insomnia and sleep is like that no matter how desperate we're feeling, you know, if we've been awake for 48 hours, not even a minute of sleep sooner or later that the body is just going to remove us from the process and make some kind of sleep happen. The body will always Mm -hmm. generate at the very least, the minimum amount of sleep we need in just the same way that it will always ensure that we take the exact number of breaths that, that we need to take throughout the day. It's just something that we don't need to, put that effort and all that energy into trying to control or to get involved in. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is like you, like you've said, it is completely understandable why we would do that because Mm -hmm. when we have a problem, we want to fix it. Mm -hmm. But sleep is that one thing in life that just does not respond well to effort. But that doesn't mean that we need to be resigned to living with chronic insomnia. It just means that we can, shift those efforts to where they can be helpful, you know, so we can do things like starting to reintroduce, get like starting to reclaim our lives, doing things again that are important to us. Um, Only going to bed when we're sleepy enough for sleep, not engaging in all these rituals that probably deep in the back of our minds, we probably know Mm -hmm. aren't proving to be helpful, at least over the long term. Um, it, 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 It is just, just so difficult. Yeah. And actually, I I have an idea that maybe like lots of people who struggle with insomnia tend to be control freaks in their life. (laughs) And maybe I'm I'm wrong, but this is the the idea that I get because we we like to control everything, you know, we want, we want it. And they they tend to be people who, you know, who are really goal oriented and they want to reach their goals. So say they apply like this, this kind of, you know, mentality to sleep 
and they try to like get their goal of sleep you know i'll try i will try everything you know mm -hmm. i'll just put more effort i will try harder i will just you know try to to apply everything i know uh to get this you know magic <laughs> magic sleep which is actually you really you, you don't really do need to do anything basically just yeah. you know just like my husband of course <laughs> i have a husband who is uh the world best sleeper yeah. <laughs> who doesn't do anything to sleep to to, to generate sleep and yeah. he always say you know i don't know I, I just go to bed and i sleep you know i i don't do anything special yeah. so uh yeah i mean you don't really need to do anything yeah, yeah. it's 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 like you know you'll never i i something that i i always say to myself and i read i even heard that in your uh, one of your podcast uh, episodes i that you will never like just forget how to sleep sleep it mm -hmm. just it, it's it's a it's a function you know it's a, it's a biological function that we have and that really really helped me because and at what point i i i really i really thought that it just you know i i lost this ability and now i know and i will never you know doubt that anymore that it's i just like i will never uh forget how to breathe mm -hmm. i will never forget how to sleep you know it's it's a built-in mechanism it will never disappear or go away or it just it just won't happen you know yeah yeah absolutely and I, th this is another reason why i just love love the way that we can explore our thoughts about sleep our relationship with sleep and change our yeah. behaviors around sleep um to kind of starve insomnia of the oxygen it needs to survive because these are really at the end of the day they're kind of skills so once we've harnessed these skills we've practiced them and we're sleeping better I think it makes us more resilient because we have this completely new understanding about sleep, insomnia, um, and we know that we have we're armed with these techniques that are going to be with us forever. So if we ever find ourselves struggling in the future, we can feel so much more confident that we can react in a way that will minimize the length of that sleep disruption so that one or two difficult nights aren't going to be the return of a long term problem again yeah yeah absolutely yeah sure yeah so how how long do you feel that the process was for you from like the time when you were really really struggling to learning new insights about sleep and insomnia gaining more knowledge about it changing some behaviors you know bringing back all those things back into your mm -hmm. life that you've maybe pushed mm -hmm. away how long would you say that process was to where you felt more confident mm. that that mm. sleep was no longer a big issue in your life well i think i um i think i tried like i i think i saw an improvement about after about like i think a month or something mm -hmm. three weeks to a month i saw some improvements in my in my sleep and then just applying more behave more, more behavioral changes and mm -hmm. more advices that I, I I saw in your emails and tips that I, I I get from your video I got from your videos and your podcast and I saw like an improvement little by little so I would like after a month I would say that I started to see that I was sleeping better maybe not perfectly but yeah i was still sleeping better and i was productive the next day when i i started to see to see that i was really encouraged to go on and i said you know this is working you know this is actually the only thing that is actually working no medication mm -hmm. no supplements just working on my mentality towards sleep and changing my behaviors changing the way i i thought about sleep is working and mm. it was really it was really helpful because when i saw this improvement i saw i i really uh, before i i thought that i had no hope at one point and i was just distant to be stuck on medication for the rest of my life or distant to have this life that was just you know full of fatigue and and tiredness and and after like 
trying all the steps, I, I saw an improvement. It was really a ray of hope for me. And I really, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really great to say to see that because I I didn't believe at first that um, only changing my behaviors would help uh, mm-hmm. so much. But I I I was wrong because it, it started to, to get better and and maybe at first you know I was just getting maybe five hours and then just after that it was a little bit more and and I actually saw in myself an improvement in in the way I felt even like at nighttime when when I would be awake um I would be less less anxious because I would always remember um actually your voice is actually really soothing by the way (laughs) I don't know if if someone had already said that to you but I would always remember like um the a phrase that you would say uh after each episode of your podcast that you can sleep <laughs> and it would, would really call me because i would remember you know you can sleep you can sleep yeah. uh, you, you, you it will happen at one point yeah is you shouldn't control it and those tips uh yeah i mean little by little it, it started to get better yeah So what's sleep like for you these days? Um, If you just think back on your sleep over the last couple of weeks or so, what's what's an average Mm -hmm. night like for you now? Well, I would say about six or seven hours Mm -hmm. uh, every night, which is really okay for me. I mean, it's perfect. Actually, I don't, I mean, I feel great. I don't feel tiredness after six or seven hours. So Mm -hmm. this is fine for me and i i mean i do um, struggle every once in a while maybe yeah. once a month mm-hmm. because you know as we said you know we are more predisposed to 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 insomnia because maybe i'm i'm having some anxious thoughts or maybe i'm i had a stressful day yeah. but it will never last more than you know one night or a couple of nights and i would always apply uh, you know all all the behavior behaviors that I learned and all the yeah. tips that we 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 that we shared and and it would never be like this panic or or this you know this anxiety this anxiety inducing uh, thing. I mean, it would just you know be this you know okay, I had a bad night of sleep. It will get better, you know. It would it will pass and it would it it passes. You know, it never yeah. never goes on. So right now it's it's really going better you know it's it's um i would say i mean i would say my sleep mm, at the at the point at one point is maybe like the sleep i had before all all, all of these problems mm-hmm. uh i started to see like some you know some 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 you know some some improvements even like even before all this you know even before all this i i i thought that i had you know i already i was a really good great sleeper and now i sometimes i even get like maybe eight hours of sleep or nine even yeah. nine hours of sleep if if you know if if i can and 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 i, I really I, I thought that i would never get that you know naturally mm-hmm. anymore so even like having that it's it's really even like built built my confidence that um really you don't need anything to sleep yeah. you know you can still get this nine hours you can still get those eight hours naturally yeah uh so yeah uh, it's going well <laughs> it's going That's well yeah. I, I always think that the real transformation is when there's been a there's a change in how we respond to those one-off difficult nights you know so mm-hmm. instead of a difficult night being like just triggering all this worry and panic and changing what we do during the day um being mm-hmm. able to see a bad night for what it is a bad night a difficult night um and not responding in the same way you know as mm-hmm. we might have done when we were really caught up in in the insomnia struggle i think that's the real sign of that a transformation has occurred and that insomnia will never be able to work its way back into our lives again um yeah. so that was really really powerful for you to, to to talk about that you know i still have some difficult nights yeah. every once in a while but the way i i respond to them my interpretation of them is completely different now um yeah. and are, are you finding that 
I think you've already implied it, but are you finding that you're just your days now and just your overall quality of life has changed? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, in the past, I said, I would say, you know, this is just going to be my life now. I mean, I would just, just be this person who, you know, who won't be able to do much in life, basically. Yeah. And, and now I, I honestly, it was, it's really, um, it feels like a new beginning for me, to be honest, because I, I now can do so much stuff. Uh, I'm actually, I, I went back to school wow, great. <laughs> uh, after, after like getting better with the with insomnia. And after, after like seeing that I, I don't need to, put things on hold so mm-hmm. i i now uh, applied for my master's degree so uh this is a, a great a great win for me and a huge like step that i needed to take so mm-hmm. yeah and and just in general you know even going on vacation or uh this this used to be a huge concern for me um by the way so i i would i, I would always think that i couldn't go on vacation for example yeah. because i would say you know uh, I can't sleep on a new bed, you know, the hotels, uh, maybe the bed is not comfortable. Uh, and then my vacation would be ruined by insomnia. So I can't go away. And actually for three years, I didn't go on any vacations at all. And mm-hmm. it was really, I mean, uh, it just, it's just really sad, you know, because you passed maybe there was like some anniversaries, important anniversaries, or maybe like them, some birthdays or something that I missed on. And, and now I, I, I can do that. Like even even if I go, I would say to myself, even if I go away and I didn't sleep for one night because you know maybe you have to catch an early flight or something. That's fine, you know. That's fine. That's just everybody goes <laughs> has mm. those you know one one off night every once in a while. It will not never be a problem. I will never yeah. panic about it. So yeah, my, I would say that my quality of life really, really changed. Yeah. yeah. In, in a, in a much better way. Yeah. That's great. Well, Deandra, I really appreciate uh, all the time that you've, you've okay. taken to talk about your experience. Um, there is just one last question I would love to ask you because I ask every single guest this question. So I don't want you to feel left out. Um, so the, <laughs> the question is this, if someone with chronic insomnia is listening, and feels as though they've tried everything, that they're beyond help, and that they cannot do anything to improve their sleep, what would you tell them? Uh, I would say I totally understand what you're going through. Uh, Not everybody understands, honestly, um, that insomnia can be really, really difficult. I know because I've been there. I know you're struggling. uh, But don't lose hope never lose hope and contact martin of course because he he's really um he's really patient and helpful and he really i I believe that he really likes to help people (laughs) you are never you're not you your life is is will get better and you you can get through this and um yeah i mean search for the website listen the podcast and contact martin and maybe just give it a try and and just see for yourself i believe that um yeah i mean i i believe that uh insomnia can be really difficult and lonely at some times and we just feel like we are it's hopeless at one point but i you really, you really should try it and you're not alone <laughs> and a huge hug to be honest because you really need it because uh, i know it's 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 difficult <laughs> yeah well that's great um and i think that's a really really good note to end on so yeah, thank thanks again deandra for coming out um taking some time out of your day to come onto the podcast i, I just know that your story your experience is going to help a lot of people so thank you so much thank you thank you martin thank you Thanks for listening to the Insomnia Coach Podcast. If you're ready to move away from struggling with insomnia and toward living the life you want to live, I would love to help. 
you can get started right now by enrolling in my online course or you can book my phone coaching package. My online course runs for six weeks. It will help you make changes that can create better conditions for sleep. It will help you identify and get rid of any behaviors that might be making sleep more difficult and it will help you respond to insomnia and all the difficult thoughts and feelings that come with it in a more workable way. You can work through the course in two ways. You can choose the self-coaching option and work through it by yourself with the support of an online forum that is available only to clients. Or you can choose to add one-on-one -on -one email coaching and work through the course with me by your side. With the one-on-one -on -one coaching option, you get unlimited email access to me for eight weeks, starting from the day you enroll. Anytime you have a question or concern, anytime you're unsure about anything, anytime you want to focus on the challenges you face or any difficulties that show up, you can email me and I will be there to coach and support you. With the phone coaching package, we start with a one hour call, voice only or video, your choice, and come up with an initial two week plan that will help you create better conditions for sleep and practice moving away from struggling with insomnia and all the difficult thoughts and feelings that come with it. You get unlimited email access to me for two weeks after the call and a half hour follow-up call at the end of the two weeks. You can book the phone coaching package at insomniacoach.com forward slash phone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Insomnia Coach podcast. I'm Martin Reed, and as always, I'd like to leave you with this important reminder. You can sleep.